people of the podcast, and welcome to the tribe. I am your host, Annika, and today I'm not joined by a dog, and this is sad. So um, if you have a dog near you, just, you know, think of it and think of me, and here we are. Um, this is actually surprisingly not a podcast about dogs for those of you tuning in for the very first time. I'm just a weird person. So anyways, um, hi everyone. How's it going? I am podcasting again on the road as we are. Um, this week I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, it was very cold and there were 17 inches of snow on the ground when I arrived. So that was a fun moment. Uh, And now it's like 70 degrees, so I really don't understand spring. It's all happening, and it's happening very quickly. Um, Anyways, today we're talking about uh, the kind of paradox, apparent paradox between achievement and enjoyment. And it's funny, I wrote this out and then realized and remembered that there's actually an E.B. White quote that sums this topic up really well. So I'm just going to read that. And E.B. White says, I rise in the morning torn between a desire to improve the world and a desire to enjoy the world. This makes it hard to plan the day. And yes, like truly has summed this up well. I actually got the idea for this episode from... Uh, I was at, I am a part of a, a fellowship, like a leadership group called starting block. And we had an event, uh, I don't know, nine months ago or something. And somebody proposed and led a conversation and a session about this exact topic, achievement versus enjoyment. And I wasn't able to actually go to the session. So I don't have any of the knowledge or ideas that they, you know, came up with out of that. I'm just going to talk about it. Um, and so if any of you listening to this happen to be in that session and have some insight, please definitely let me know. Um, but it's something that I've been thinking about quite a lot lately is the, this, this torn desire, um, between improving the world and enjoying the world, um, achieving and enjoying. Um, so today we're going to explore this concept a bit. We're going to talk about this sense of kind of being torn, and then we're going to go into some ideas about how to navigate it. So here we go. Uh, okay, so for me, I find that I often feel really caught between, for me, it's like this desire to lean into intellectual rigor, and I love the feeling of self-discipline. Um, I've talked about this many times. I show up here on the podcast. I love doing that. Um, it feels amazing to have goals and to get it done. Uh, and it also feels amazing to, uh, have goals and to serve your community and to see kind of the after effects of that. I do find enjoyment in my work, but there's also this side of me that really, enjoys and needs and craves just complete goofiness. Um, Just whether that's being ridiculous and sarcastic, whether that's going out and dancing until four o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, I have have a need for both of those. And I think I do tend to err, like I said, I do tend to err more on the side of work rather than play, but I find myself often... um, you know, looking at people who 
can be really goofy and kind of we, what we think of as like type two um, and, and feeling really envious of them of like, wow, they could really just have this way of, you know, enjoying life and kind of letting it flow to them and everything uh, that I certainly envy. And so I brought this idea to my coach. Um, I have a theocentric coach that I work with and I brought it to him I'm speaking with a really intense Minnesota accent right now. I just noticed that. Oh my gosh. I've been here for like five days and already here we are. Don't you know? Um, sorry, everyone. This is just where we are. So I brought this idea to my coach and he reminded me that in our lives we need both law and gospel. And so what he means basically is that like law is the thing that creates the rules and gospel is the thing that questions them. And law is the thing that makes the structure of the world and gospel makes the art that allows us to enjoy it. And more than that, it's like law is the is the like is the meat is the substance and gospel is the thing that inspires us to it. Uh, you know, it could be argued that, oh yeah, well we just, you know, need structure and why do we need to enjoy our structure? But um, we wouldn't be inspired to create it and to find meaning in it if we didn't have gospel, if we didn't have that enjoyment side. Uh, So within each of us, we probably have both, right? So we have law and gospel. We have this drive to achieve. We have this thing to enjoy. And, and, And I before I go any further, I'll note that, you know, for me, and I'm wondering if some of you are thinking this, I really enjoy achieving. (laughs) Um, I really enjoy the work. I really enjoy that side of things. Um, but it's sort of like the, the yin and the yang that we're talking about this. Maybe it's the, you know, more masculine energy as some people like to talk about it that it's sort of the create do go be blah 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 and then the feminine energy that is uh more sit receive um play be curious invite and so it's these kind of these two sides of energy and how on earth how on earth do we navigate it so in thinking about how we want to navigate the first thing is to change our mind about it. Um, the idea here is not that we're going to, quote, solve this, quote, problem. Um, it's actually not really a problem. It's not that I'm going to decide, well, I'm definitely an achiever and I will not enjoy things. All right. Nope. I definitely only want to enjoy my life anymore. And I think it's really tempting to to make that, you know, the meaning of life is to be happy or the meaning of life is to serve the world, right? Isn't that, it, it's it's really tempting to kind of make that our mantra or make that our way of seeing the world. But that, that means that we're thinking about this like it's a problem to be solved, right? That means that we think, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm always going to choose achievement. Or at the end of the day, I'm always going to choose enjoyment. I'm always going to choose happiness or whatever it is. And this that would make this a problem and it's actually what some would call a polarity and for those of you who have done um starting block you will have heard of polarities before um polarities are essentially two seemingly contrary things um two things that sit on opposite ends of a pole so masculine and feminine energy um achieving versus enjoying night versus day etc um that can't be solved 
Um, there are two things that sit on opposite ends of the pole that can't be solved. They're both there. You don't choose one and leave the other in the dust. Um, polarities instead are something that we manage over time. So again, there's something that we just manage over time. It's something that we navigate. This allows us the freedom to lean into the multitudes within us as opposed to feeling constrained to only be one part of our identity. So this allows me to be a completely weird human being and also somebody who likes to achieve and or serve the world um, through my achievement. And it's nice to be able to be both of those things. So quick pin in the idea of polarities. You might want to jot that word down and just think about maybe jot it down to come back and think about are there other, right now we're talking about achievement versus enjoyment, but are there other things in your life that you've been treating like problems that are actually polarities? So are there things in your life that you've been thinking, well, I need to be this or this, that maybe it's just Maybe you're a person who contains multitudes and instead, yes, you're both, yes and, and how do I manage this over time? So speaking of managing over time, how do we manage achievement and enjoyment over time? Um, Obviously, I don't have the authoritative answer on this particular issue, but I have found something that works pretty well for me. Um... So a year ago, um, an artist that I follow and enjoy um, made sort of like a New Year's resolutions list. And most people, I think like uh, simple New Year's resolutions are the new thing right now or a big thing. You know, this is the year of the blah, blah, blah. Or maybe there are like two things or three things that you really want this year to be about. Well, she had like 37 And I had never really seen that done before. It's like, oh, wow, this is a list of 37 actual items of like, create this playlist and do this more with my art in this way and go to this place and, you know, very actionable items. Uh, And so I felt inspired to do the same thing. And I did it this year. Actually, if you go to my website, AnnikaEP.com slash blog, and you scroll down, um, the whole post is there. So you'll see my entire list for 2018. So I did that and I was feeling incredibly proud of myself because it was, you know, look at this great thing that I did and blah, blah, blah. And I bring it to my coach. I'm like, dude, look at this. He's like, wow, this is an exhaustive list and kind of ridiculous. He's like, I want, I want you to draw out and create some themes. I want you to think about making buckets out of all of these things that you want to do. So I sit down and I make I make these buckets out of my life and I realize, oh, they kind of actually go into categories. One of them is art. One of them is learning. One of them is physical activity. Uh, one of them is relationships, right? So it turns out that I made this great list and I was very proud of how diverse it was and it actually very succinctly folds into these great buckets. And then he sits me down and he's like, okay, cool. So December 31st, 2018, you pull out this list again. What happens if you haven't done every single thing on this list? And I'm like, um, I'm not mad. Like, that's fine. He's like, yeah, exactly. The list isn't so much about doing every single specific thing. It's about doing this or something like this to elicit a certain feeling or to meet a need that you have within you. And I'm like, 
wow, you're brilliant. I definitely am glad that I'm paying you money to do this. And then he's like, I want you to think about all these kind of buckets that you have. So art, learning, physical activity, relationships, um, work, all these things. I want you to start thinking about um, them like kind of like a catamaran. So I am not a water-faring person uh, or a seafaring person too much, but my vision of if you think about a boat going over waves or a catamaran is kind of like a wider boat, different parts of the catamaran are going to be kind of down. So if you put your if you put your hand out in front of you and you lay it kind of, you know, parallel to the floor and then you sort of start to tip it around and everything and you'll notice one way your wrist is down and your fingers are up and then if you tip it another way then maybe your pinky finger is down but the inner part of your wrist is up, you know. A catamaran is always it's going to stay, you know, the same face up but it's going to move around with on on top of the waves. He's like I want you to think about these buckets like a catamaran. So maybe where your pinky finger is, maybe that's learning. And maybe where your thumb is, that's relationships. And maybe where your wrist is, that's art and etc. And so maybe when one is up, you're not necessarily paying so much attention to another. And then as you move your hand around, we're constantly going back and forth. And so he says, I want you, yes, Try to check everything off your list. Be my guest. But more than that, pay attention to the buckets. Pay attention to where you are going across these different things that you want to feel. So we can think of the achievement enjoyment uh, polarity in a similar way, which is that we might not feel both at the same time, and that's okay. Um, it might make sense to you in your mind to break it down into these kind of buckets and I'll, and I'll, um, I'll link to the post that I, that I wrote about this and kind of be a little bit more explicit in, in the post about how to do this. Um, but the whole point that I'm trying to make is that it's okay if we're not feeling all of these things all at the same time. And so then what do we do? So how do we navigate these buckets then? Okay, so if we have the idea and we're like, okay, cool, I'm not going to feel all of it at the same time, great, but how do I know which one I should be feeling and how do I know when I need to switch, right? How do I know when I need to come back and look at another bucket or kind of maybe move the whole thing around? My suggestion is to do a weekly check-in. Um, I do this every week. I've been doing this every week for a very long time. Set a time every Sunday or Friday, or maybe it's not a specific time. Maybe it's just a thing that's on your to-do list every Friday or every Sunday. I definitely recommend checking in before Monday morning because we can convince ourselves crazy things on Mondays like check-ins don't matter, etc. Um, and for me, um, a weekly check-in doesn't necessarily look like me sitting down and reviewing every inexhaustive detail, everything that happened this week and everything that I felt. And, and if you do that, God bless you. Like, keep on going. Do not change a thing. Um, but for those of you who have never done this before, I want to um, set the bar low so that it's not something that you go overboard on and have a struggle committing to over time. Um, so what I do is I literally put a plus sign 
and then a few spaces below it I put a minus sign and next to the plus sign I just make a list of you know three four five things that I thought went well this that week or that felt good or that I enjoyed or when I look back at this week here are the things that I'll remember with a smile on my face and then next to the minus sign minus sign same thing um except that the things that didn't go well the things that made you feel crappy, the things that made you feel bad about yourself. Um, I think what you're doing here is that you're, I want you to particularly think about the things that you can control. Um, a total stranger sent me flowers. That made me happy. Yay. I'm very happy for you. However, you can't control that. So we're looking more for behaviors, for habits, for events you went to, for, you know, things like that. Anything that you could potentially control. Um, and likewise on the negative side. So, uh, XYZ yelled at me at work might have really sucked, but it is not necessarily somebody, something that you can control. Um, you can't really control everything that's going to come out of other people's mouths. Um, you know, my spouse had a bad day and I didn't like it. Well, yeah, sure. But you, you kind of can't control the inside of your spouse's brain. Um, so doing a weekly check-in and if you need to tie it specifically to this whole achievement enjoyment thing, you can't, I mean, what happens for me over time is that I start to realize like, oh, this was a particularly achievey week. And here's a part of it that felt really good. And then maybe what I'll put next to the minus sign is not enough social time, you know, and then that's kind of an indicator light of like, oh, cool. Maybe I need to shift my little catamaran back in the direction of, uh, enjoyment for next week. Um, what is really awesome is that at the end of the, as you're starting to plan the next week, all you have to look at is that minus sign and realize like, oh, those are three things that I could that I could control that I didn't do so well next week. Now I know what I can focus on. Now I know sort of what where to shift the direction. And you now and with a plus sign, you know things that have already gone well. So that's one suggestion that I have. Another one um, is that we talk about specifically with polarities is to think about some warning signs um, or in little indicator lights that show that you've gone a little bit too far in one direction. So little th like things that I know about myself that start to happen when I know that I'm living a little bit too much over on the achiever side or things that I know that um, start to happen in my life when I'm living a little bit too much on the enjoyment side. So I'm buying goldfish and eating a whole bag in one sitting. Yeah, something's going down and I'm in full achiever mode because I've shut down every other part of me and I'm just living inside my brain and mindlessly eating goldfish. Correct. Um, another example, I haven't done yoga in more than two days. Watch out. I'm probably in enjoyment mode, which is that I'm out. Yay, yay, yay. My life is so great. And I'm not investing in my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health in a way that makes me feel really good. Um, another one would, for me would be, I'm thinking resentful thoughts about every single person around me. Cool. Hi, let's check in because we're dwelling in something. And for me, thinking resentful thoughts about everyone around me, it could be enjoyment. It could be achiever mode, but it's definitely an indicator light that I need to check in with myself. So you might sit down and just, you know, hit pause or whatever, and spend a few minutes thinking about, are there warning signs that show me that I know um, that I'm leaning too far in one direction or another. Um, 
that I have found to be tremendously helpful. Um, and it does sometimes take some thinking. And one thing that you might do that could be helpful is if, you know, you have a, 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 a coworker or a roommate or a parent or a partner or whatever who might have a little bit of insight into you. It's like, how do you know that I'm about to go off my rocker? You know, um, I had a partner who pointed out to me, he's like, I was in just a terrible mood for a week or two. And he was like, have you exercised at all? And I was like, no. Oh my God. What? Oh my gosh. So sometimes it also just takes, sometimes it just takes, uh, somebody pointing something out to you. So that could be helpful. So that's, you know, that's the, that's the question that we're talking about today. That's about all I have to say. I think the point is that we can have both. We can wake up in the morning and improve the world and enjoy the world. We just might not be able to do both of them in the same second. And yeah, that does make our days difficult to plan. Um, But the idea is that we don't have to schedule it. I mean, we don't have to, okay, and on Thursdays I achieve and on Fridays I enjoy. We don't necessarily have to schedule it, but we can manage it over time. We can uh, develop habits to check in with ourselves, to to best support the places that we are. Um, just to leave you with one final example, uh, last week I was in Austin and I really had to tell myself to put my computer away for, you know, the three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday over the weekend. Um, and, and I really had to kind of convince myself, it's like, no, put it away. Don't do work. And because I did, I had the best weekend and enjoyed myself immensely and spent great quality time with beautiful quality people. And because I did that, I felt all kinds of energy and excitement to jump back into my work on Monday, which was really freaking cool. So often when we allow ourselves to really live and be present in whichever side of achievement or enjoyment or wherever we are, if we allow ourselves to really fully be there, sometimes we just know when it's time to go back to the other one. Um, We have to do a great job of listening and we let it shift around like the funky little catamaran that it is. So my friends, uh, If you have insights on this, if you have things that you do that you love, please send them my way. I would love to hear them. Uh, But in the meantime, go forth, enjoy and achieve, take care of one another, and take care of yourselves. See you next week.